You're listening to Corpline here on QWRPFM. Corpline this week is brought to you by Herb Durbin's Urban Turban. The bitchin' new head wrap to protect your noggin from the dangers of the city. It's Herb Durbin's Urban Turban. The turban you'll look superb in. It's Big G Money here with A-Train. How's it going, Alex? Oh, my spoon's too big. I think there's a smaller one in the break room. Really? I don't know. You can check it out after the show, which I'm glad everyone is listening to and hoping that you're having a great day out there in beautiful Innsberg. Half a dozen of another. I'm going to need an explanation for that one. It's pretty simple. It's another example of fine Innsberg tourism board clerical errors where someone put a return on the spreadsheet instead of a comma. I don't know why they keep using it. It was briefly popular in 1963, and now we're here. Can we do the news? And now the news! The Innsberg Society for Creative Anachronism has now moved on to the 1950s, and SCA president, now operating under the moniker Johnny Rocco, will be leading a bottle fight on the wrong side of the tracks. Which side is that? Whichever side Johnny Rocco is on. And the Chuzzler will be on hand to give a workshop on reletting your gasoline. Though on site, you will need to refer to him by his SCA name, Cash Tailfins. Real sticklers for accuracy, those SCA folk. Yes, indeed. And in other news, at long last, and after much work from the Geological Society, Old Blowy, the Thurpston Geyser, has finally released its pressure. Now that the last impotent dribbles have finally exited Old Blowy's opening, the park will be closed for a couple of months so it can crust over again. I was disappointed. Now I'm grossed out. Mother Nature is truly a beautiful and terrifying force. Speaking of which, we go down to summer intern Derek on location at the Dragon's Landing Comic and Game Store for an interview with a local game creator. Take it away, Derek. Hi, Graham. Hi, Alex. I'm really excited to be back here now at the Dragon's Landing. They were closed for like two weeks after that riot following the Pog tournament, but I'm back here, I've got a new stack, and I can't wait to get a few games in before the end of the day. Put your slammer down and do your job. Oh, right, the interview. That's why you guys were going to reimburse me for bus fare today. We weren't, but go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen of Innsberg, it's me, Derek, here at the Dragon's Landing, interviewing local game developer, Klaus DeBruzio. It is nice to talk to you. Thanks, Klaus, I hear that so rarely. It's nice to talk to you, too. Now, you've been working on a new game called Friendship Island. Yes, Friendship Island is a departure from the more adult games I have made before, like Guillotine Railway and Surf's Up, the game of human ownership. I felt like it was time to move away from the mature themes and make something for the children. And what an amazing game it is, too. You have all these little intricate wooden pieces um, and a really thick rule book, and I'm sure that'll be really interesting to read. Um, But I don't see any dice, though. Dice can be a choking hazard for children, which is why the last 12 pages of the rulebook are an extensive appendix where the children can cross-reference their probabilities of success. Oh, like an existential pop-o-matic bubble! No, like a reference table, as I described. I'm paging through your rulebook now, and it seems like there's an awful lot of tables. Yes, you need the second one to hold most of the components while you play on the primary table. <laughs> Oh, that's very clever, Klaus. Well, on the box it says the game supports between 4 and 12 children. Um, that's an unusual number. Why don't you lead us through a couple of rounds of play? I appreciate your eagerness, Derek, but before actual turns can begin, there is much preparation to do. Roles must be assigned. One child is assigned the role of banker. 
They do not play. Oh, that doesn't sound very fun. Are they just left out of the game? Oh, not at all. Every three turns and alternating fifth turns, they set insurance rates for the rest of the players. How would a child know how to do that? The starting rate is determined by the actuarial phase that is completed before the game begins. And then during play, market forces intercede and guide their hand. Actuarial phase? How long does that take? No longer than one business day. Uh, I guess it's important to be devoted towards the games you play. Um, Klaus, I've been looking through volume one of this rule book, uh, which is a little disconcerting, uh, but there are some tables in here that haven't been completed. Was this a printing error? No, Derek, that was very much intentional. I do not know who will be playing my game, and it cannot be up to me to dictate their socioeconomic factors. Oh, okay. I guess I can go get one of my old math textbooks to help. Um, how do we know who wins? When do players get eliminated from the game? Oh, this is not a competitive game. This is cooperative. Every player must stay through the end of the game. Unless, of course, they apply for a formal dismissal. That's why it's called Friendship Island. Who do they apply to? A subcommittee of the other players. Who determines the subcommittee? A quorum. How many people do you need for a quorum? Between four to twelve players. Well, Derek, for once you're not the thing giving me a headache. Um, why don't you have them move the pieces around for a little bit? It'll uh, make things more interesting. I suppose for the benefit of the radio, we could forego the proper setup and simulate a typical turn. Okay, well then I call the blue piece. You do not call pieces. They are disseminated by committee. Also, that piece is cerulean. Well, according to the third index table indicated for cerulean, um, on this turn, I land at the... Swiss Horology Institute. Ooh, what happens? Economic pressure dictates that you are undergoing a career change that will last for the rest of your life. But I love working at the radio station. Life is a series of disappointments, my young friend. I'm 19. While your profession is now locked, you randomly choose your outcome from this deck of cards. Cancer? Wow, life is a series of disappointments. Keep reading the card. It is chronic myelogenous leukemia, and it was caught early. It is manageable. Well, then what happens to me? Nothing, but the other players take an annualized 4.5% earnings penalty. Why? It's Friendship Island. Okay, uh, thanks, Klaus. Um, Graham and Alex, according to this table, I'm going to be here for the next earnings quarter? Uh, well, I determine when I'm going to take my next term. Back to you in the studio. Thank you, Derek, and thank you, Klaus, for making me question a lot of things. And who better to help me get out of this tedium than Edith Slump, who is in Studio B, talking to... Hello. You have a collect call from... Hello, Graham! Will you accept the charges? What? What? Gus, are you serious right now? Gus! Well, you have the phone. you got to push it. Well, accept it then. Okay. Hi, Richter. How are things in Dubai? Talk fast. Well, Alex, from where I sit, traffic is moving smoothly down the E11 towards the Dubai World Trade Center. However, if you are coming up via the E66, you may encounter a three-car pileup involving two Lamborghinis and a Maserati. Holy crap, two Lamborghinis? What are the odds? Graham, this is Dubai. The odds are much higher than you'd think. Why, yesterday I just saw a two-Veyron T-Bone off the E44. Richter, why are you only doing your job halfway around the world? I only get 40 hours of vacation time a year, Alex. And unlike some people, I take pride in my work. Traffic is a global menace. Now, so are you, Richter. In all honesty, though, I look forward to coming back to Greatensburg. 
Unfortunately, because of the height of the architecture here, the levels of oxygen are much lower than what I'm used to back home. Richter, that's not how that works. Or is it, Graham? Which one of us is flying the highest at this moment? I'm prepared to concede this one to you. Actually, also, where did you get a helicopter? Dubai is a land of opportunity, Graham, and I seized the opportunity to take a helicopter from the Burj Khalifa's helipad. Oh, look at that. We're out of minutes on our long-distance card. We'll just have to let you go. Inshallah, Graham. Yes? No? Sure. 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 Well, now it's time for the arts. Our own Edith Slump is over in Studio B to interview Innsberg's new Poet Laureate. Thank you, Graham. Edith Slump here, QWRP arts reporter, with a very exciting interview that I'm sure our listeners have been waiting on tenterhooks for. I have the new Innsberg Poet Laureate, Torin Smythe Wimplesmythe, here to read some of his new poetry. Welcome, Torin. Thank you, Edith. It's a pleasure to be on here and to have my work heard by all the city. Before you start reading your poetry, could you tell us a little bit about the position of Innsberg's Poet Laureate? Oh, it's a very solemn position to be the Poet Laureate. I'm, I'm honored, actually. My job for the next year is to write the poetry that exposes the inner struggle of what it means to be an Innsbergian. Are there any subject matters that you will be probing into? My speciality is more along the lines of highlighting the inanimacy of objects within our fair city, allowing people to feel what they feel, for they cannot feel it themselves. Ah, yes, the perspective of inanimate objects has long been missed from Innsberg's poetry output. Maybe you could read a few stanzas of your poem, Ode to Richard Thurston's Lower Half, an unfinished sonnet for an unfinished statue. What once was to be a man is now but half, filled not with warmth and energy, but tepid water and thrum leavings. You stand above us, but only to our lower half. May you rise like a phoenix, but not too hot. You might melt and become part of the plinth upon which you stand. What a breathtaking metaphor for the folly of the Municipal Planning Department. If only you could see it the way I do, on a page. It's typographical. It looks like a pair of pants. I would expect nothing less from Innsberg's Poet Laureate. Moving on, one of my favorite poems that you've written is an older piece. It's an ode to the raccoons of Innsberg. Would you mind gracing our listeners with a few stanzas? Yes! I call this one King Raccoon. Through the dark streets you strut, lording over us with your big body, so striped, so fuzzy, yet so wet as you've emerged from the pools of our desires, signifying the right of spring. And then, as you draw last your breath on this earth, you perish into a box to become what knows you may be for the next generation. Recycling. I love the use of raccoon as a metaphor for sexual desire in that poem, not only because we are frequently overrun with raccoon babies in the spring, but because it's a truly human emotion that can only be properly captured through an animal's eyes. While I appreciate that everyone is free to interpret poetry in their own way, my poems are quite literal. 
My apologies. I had you mistaken for a much more sensual creature. Is there something between us I'm not quite getting here? I was just talking about poetry, but there could be. Craig and I are on a break right now. Well, let me read for you then something from my more amorous works. My love for you is like a truck, shiny and red, speeding down the highway towards what knows may come. Oh no, it is a house. You cannot go through the house, truck. And yet you do. Speeding, crashing, causing untold damage. The insurance will be massive, but the owner strangely passive as you pass through his home and go beyond to where the road no longer touches. Berserker. Torin, since I have already misinterpreted your poems once, I would hate to do it again over the air. Perhaps you could guide me through the meaning of that last one. Was it a metaphor for the emotional release of a truly intimate connection between two lovers? Or was it just about boning? It's actually about a man I saw who drove a truck through a house in the middle of a road outside of town. Oh, was it the Spite House? That's the one. (laughs) But regardless, whatever may be passing between us will have to wait. For the position of Poet Laureate is one that is a solemn, solemn duty to this city. I could not take my attention nor my emotions off of my poetry for but one minute. Well, I realize that the one-year term and the $200 bursary provided to Innsberg's Poet Laureate do mean that a certain amount of care and attention needs to be paid. I will remind you that I'm not some sort of day-old bakery confection that you can just put back on a shelf and assume no one will want it. Eat a slump is a fresh croissant, a sensual being, desired by many. Blink, and it will be gone. Edith, your dry, crusty exterior belies your buttery warmth within. Wait for me. Oh, Torin. Uh, Graham, could I put through a call to the taco shack? I need to talk to Craig immediately. So, first, you can use the payphone in the lobby. Second, the window between studios is completely fogged up. Knock it off. What can I say? I'm a passionate patron of the arts, and spring is in the air. I'm only human, Graham. Well, something's in the air, and I'm glad the windows are keeping it out of our studio. I'm very sorry. That may just be my nasal spray. It's prescription. I have a poem about prescriptions if you'd like to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Please no. Take one daily. Take with water. Maybe large. Take wet. Take deep. Take with food. Avoid alcohol. Do not operate heavy machinery nope 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 we're done i'm done you're done the listeners are done that whole thing is done where was i uh done right done yes hey we're almost up to the break that's great when we come back the berg scouts in association with the scale model club are holding a fundraiser to build a three to one scale replica of the ben-hur chariot race so if you have any money or pallets of Popsicle 6, please contact Scout Leader Dan. There's a lot of room on the Chumble floodplains, isn't there? Not for much longer. Also coming up, the results of the Innsberg flower counter back, and they're not good. Find your betting stubs. Are they that bad? Well, not bad so much as a massive outlier. Maybe butter up Jimmy down at the town hall for a refund, but don't hold your breath. Stick around, more Quirpline after this. You're listening to Quirpline here on QWRPFM. Thanks again to our sponsor, Herb Durbin's Urban Turban, the bitchin' new head wrap to protect your noggin from dangers of the city. Herb Durbin's Urban Turban, I only have so much time to get my blurb in. 